listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Welcome to Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cinema Geekly's Marvel podcast. It is Anthony and Aurora, and we are back to talk the final three episodes of season two of What If on Disney+. And uh, this was a pretty great ending trio. Picking up... Love it. uh, Yeah, picking up from uh, where we left off with the uh, What If Kahori Reshaped the World. Mm -hmm. Maybe my favorite episode of what if ever. And I was wondering how they were going to continue this. And Mm -hmm. they really did a great job with these last three episodes. The first two are kind of just standalone stories, but the finale is a direct tie in to uh, the overarching episodes that have been happening, including um, the follow up to, I guess the end credit scene of episode six. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we will. But, get- I, but I think that. But I feel like seven and eight, even though they were standalone stories, they were kind of setups too. Mm-hmm. A little bit, yeah. To so the for the final uh, episode. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Uh, okay, so let's start with episode seven. What if Hella found the ten rings? Growing weary of Hella's bloodlust in the nine realms, Odin banishes her to Earth and strips her of her power by destroying Mjolnir and placing an enchantment on her crown. So basically, the what-if of this is instead of Odin banishing Hela to hell, like he does in the sacred timeline, it is the story of the first Thor movie, except it happens before Thor is ever born. He does it to Hela instead, strips her of her power, uh, does the whole, you know, whoever's worry, whoever is I love, worthy. I love that. I love that Odin's idea of punishment is sending people to Earth. Yes, <laughs> I mean, have you seen That's it? Fair. It's it's fair. Yeah, I mean, to somebody else, you know, we're we're stuck here. We don't get a choice. But I could see somebody yep. else being sent here, and they're like, oh, Earth. Yeah, I totally yep. get it. Um, but I love that it's that basically that story. So Hello Lands. Uh, not in like New Mexico or anything, but in fact in medieval China, and is confronted by the armies of the holder of the Ten Rings, Zhu Wenwu. Uh, she attempts to retrieve the crown, but fails. Wenwu keeps her alive and tries to recruit her to his army, but she escapes after failing to steal the Ten Rings. She's guided by a Hundun to the realm of Talo, so we're incorporating. Um, much of the elements of the Shang-Chi movie into mm-hmm. this, which I'm a fan of because yep. n- people just forgot that that movie existed and it was such a fun movie. Anyway. Oh, I love It's one of my favorite movies. It's so good. Movies. Uh, so, yeah. 
uh, Hela ends up in Talo, where she convinces their leader to let her join their cause. And she che- uh, she teaches Hela uh, martial arts after she recognizes her true desire uh, for freedom from control. After Heimdall reports his failure to locate Hela, Odin visits Earth to battle Wenwu in retaliation. Hela joins Wenwu in fighting against Odin, ultimately winning and regaining her worthiness to wield her crown. Odin recognizes Hela's growth and submits Asgard's throne to her. Hela unites the armies of Asgard and Wenwu's Ten Rings organization and embarks on a journey to ensure freedom across the Nine Realms and beyond, coming to the rescue of Gamora's people as Thanos attacks them. Mm. And uh, this had uh, Kate Blanchett returning mm-hmm. to play Hela. Um, I don't think uh, Idris Elba was Heimdall, but I don't think anybody else played their original characters in this episode. Mm. Outside of that. Uh, what did you think of episode seven? I love this episode. Yeah. Loved it. Every everything about it. Um I Hela is uh in the Marvel universe one of my favorite villains. Mm-hmm. Um and the fact that they gave her a story where she actually turns good. Yeah. And it's just I I just thought it was amazing. I want this episode to become like an actual movie that I can watch. Yeah. I mean, like if, an actual actual live action movie, because it was so good. I mean, it kind of felt like it was turning into like a love story, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Even I thought that was an interesting facet to all of this. I yeah, I really like the way they melt. Uh, they melted the the original Thor story mm-hmm. with Hela and mixed it with the Shang Chi story. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's going to completely alter that universe. Shang-Chi is never going to be born, probably, mm-hmm. in that universe. Mm-hmm. But I really love the idea of the combination of those stories coming together into this brand new thing and turning Hela into a, a not just a good person, but like a hero, even, a hero. is yeah. uh, not exactly the turn I thought this was going to take. Right. But I the really whole time like I was it. waiting for her to like betray everybody and just hold on power, and I was the whole time waiting for that. Yeah. And the fact that it didn't happen, and she actually like embraced being a hero was mm-hmm. super cool. I really liked it. I love the message of the of the episode. Agreed. Uh, yeah. I like that they <laughs> they continued this the hun the hundun the hundun. I don't know how it's pronounced. But mm-hmm. the the little ball with legs and, and little wings and stuff. <laughs> I like that they continue this joke from the Shang-Chi movie that nobody knows where it begins or where it ends or yeah. what direction it's ever facing. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was cute. Uh, but they did, they follow the same, almost the same exact series of events yeah. where she has to do this battle and escape and she escapes with this creature and the creature leads it to the woods and they have to do the whole uh navigation through the woods in order to get mm-hmm. to the the i guess the portal or the rift where they can get to tallow i thought all of that stuff was was excellent uh mm-hmm. we got to see uh odin fight when woo <laughs> didn't expect to see that uh but yeah but it was I, awesome yeah, yeah yeah 
Um, again, the animation, I mean, it's, it's standard throughout, but just some really cool looking stuff in here, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that I just thoroughly enjoyed. Okay. So what would you give episode seven? I feel, you know, I struggle with this because I love this episode so much. I think I've mentioned before that mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok is my favorite Marvel movie and Shang-Chi is my second. So they, like they combined yeah. Both of my favorite movies in one. Um, so I, I feel like I have to give it a five. I okay. really liked it. Yeah. Wow. I gave it I a four. I gave it a four. I didn't love it as much, but I did. I love this episode. But so I much. did really like it. I thought it was excellent. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Episode eight, then. What if the Avengers assembled in 1602? So immediately fascinated by this it wasn't exactly as i was hoping it was going to be but it was <laughs> still a really good and interesting episode mm-hmm, i thought mm-hmm, mm-hmm. after arriving in the elizabethan era uh and i guess an elizabethan era themed universe captain carter agrees to help wanda merlin and sir nicholas fury to stop an impending incursion she saves prince loki from being pulled into a tear but fails to save Queen Hela and is hunted by Sir Harold the Happy Hogan. Uh, All these names, by the way, are hilarious. Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. King Thor orders Carter uh, uh, under, this is under King Thor's orders. Captain Carter learns that the incursion is occurring due to the presence of the Forerunner, another time-displaced individual and works with Tony Stark to build a device that can identify who the Forerunner is using the Time Stone in Thor's scepter. Tony suggests she work with uh, the outlaws, Steve Rogers, Bucky Barnes, and Scott Lang, to help (laughs) steal it. Carter finds the group, but they're ambushed by Hogan. Carter gives herself up before freeing herself, and a masked Bruce Banner, kind of like the man in the iron mask. I thought that was Mm -hmm, really interesting. mm -hmm. They meet with Stark and join Rogers group in infiltrating Thor's court with Wanda and Fury's help. The group retrieves the time stone for Stark's device, which identifies Steve Rogers as the forerunner who had inadvertently created a temple and a temporal anomaly while battling Thanos, his shield like hit the time stone Mm -hmm. or something. And, somehow created all of this Carter bids farewell to Rogers and returns him to his time, preventing the incursion before she is met by strange Supreme. Uh, this episode had a bunch of people mm-hmm. reprising their roles. Haley Atwell, obviously is Peggy, uh, Sam Jackson as Nick Fury, Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda, Chris Hemsworth as Thor, Tom Hiddleston as Loki, Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner, John Favreau as happy Hogan, and uh, Paul Rudd as Scott mm-hmm. Lang and Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes, Benedict Cumberbatch as Strange Supreme. Um, mm-hmm. Those are all of the returning MCU acts. So a ton of them in yeah. this episode. Uh, it's crazy that they brought some of these people back for the roles that they played because mm-hmm. they barely said anything in the episode. Yeah. They barely got anything. I to wonder do. how much they. I wonder how much they made. Just me too. Like Paul Rudd, (laughs) like he barely says anything in this. Yeah, yeah. But what did you think of the episode? I I really had fun with this one. 
I love this episode. I agree with you. I was expecting something else when I saw the title. I thought it was going to be more of like a like a funny episode. Um, I didn't think it was going to be something that was going to be tied to next episode and what's been happening through the season. Mm-hmm. Um, because I really like the fact that Peggy is this... Uh, I don't know how, even how to refer to her. She's like this hero that's just time traveling all the time. Yeah. <laughs> just affecting different timelines. And I don't I don't know if you feel the same way, but she's like the she's not someone that I thought of in that role. As sort of being kind of the main character yes. of this of show. Like like jumping timelines and doing yeah. things like that. But I love it. I, I love I love that and I love that they keep bringing this story of, you know, she keeps jumping timelines and each timeline she has an issue with Steve Rogers that yeah. doesn't allow her to, doesn't allow them to be together. Like she has to constantly make a decision to let him go. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's interesting and cool. It's sort of a, a really cool parallel to Sacred Timeline Steve Rogers. He doesn't mm-hmm. constantly run into stuff involving Peggy, but he's constantly in situations where he's reminded of the thing that he lost or the thing that he Mm -hmm. can never have. Um, Most poignantly in, I think it was winter soldier where he sees her as like an old woman who's dying, has dementia, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. can't really remember him very well or, you know, whatever the case may be. And then, you know, he has to be there when she, when she dies now, I mean, obviously that ends very happily. So mm-hmm. I would, I'd like to think that uh, maybe the same happens here. Oh my God. You know, I'm going to do a little bit of fantasy writing here or I'm going to do a little <laughs> fan fiction, but I don't know if they're going to, I think they're going to do another season of the show. And if they do, I wonder if it ends and it's explained that because at the end of Avengers Endgame, one of the, the most satisfying moments in all of the MCU is that Steve Rogers travels back in time and decides to stay there so he can be with Peggy. And I wonder if they're going to explain that, that that Peggy is the captain Carter Peggy who's been through all of this stuff. So it's like those two end up with each other or whatever. That would be cool. That would be cool. I think that would be great. Uh, Very poetic. I'm not usually a fan of, sort of retroactive uh, like retconning things but mm-hmm. i don't know i think i think that would be sweet and i'm a romantic and he says he says something <laughs> like that something along the lines on this episode like he says we will we'll never get to finish your story or something like that yeah. and he says i i bet there's a universe out there that we did yes yeah yeah i mean yeah i'm super sentimental and like a and a silly romantic. So I'm just like, that would be so sweet. So yeah, hopefully yeah. that happens, but mm-hmm. we, we shall see, uh, any other thoughts on this episode? I love that. The Hulk said Hulk smashed the, I thought <laughs> that was the best. That was really good. Uh, yes. I loved this episode. I don't, you know what it was that I think really brought me to this. It reminds me of the, uh, the Star Trek The Next Generation episode where they're trapped in the holodeck. Of, oh, uh, mm-hmm. Or not holodeck, Q traps them uh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. like a Robin Hood type world. And yep, yep. they all have their roles to play in it or whatever. And all of these characters are sort of misplaced 
uh, in these situations, in, in which case, uh, Hulk, I guess, would be the equivalent to this would be uh, Worf as uh, being a merry man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, uh, I don't know. Part of like some of it reminded me of that, where it's just yeah. like this is just fun. I mean, it's silly, but it's really fun. And I'm mm-hmm. glad that they dived into like one of these weird worlds, like mm-hmm. they hinted at in uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, like. You know, not only is there just a world where, uh, where, you know, Christine Palmer dies and Doctor Strange can't save her, or, you know, a world where Peter Quill comes back to exact revenge, or, you know, not only are there these, those types of worlds that are just slight variations, but it's like also worlds where everybody is paint. Or worlds where everybody is like two dimensional or things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. I love that they're like, let's do a world where everything is just a Ren fair. And mm-hmm. that's just what life is like on this planet. Yeah. And I thought that was tremendous. I don't know how any of these things happened to these people in this world, but mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's Ren fair themed because Thor came down, him and Hela, and like they took over, and that's just you know, they have those vibes in the early Thor movies. So I guess. maybe that's yeah, I, was, I was I was asking I was I was like, how are these people here too? Because they they like Scarlet Witch. Um How does she get her I mean, powers? They, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they, they I love that they kept referring her to the witch. And yes. you know, she's like but um I don't know how I feel about Thor in this episode. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I don't know. I didn't vibe with his, the King Thor. Yeah. Character. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that all this is this, this is just a medieval world that I guess these powers are okay. How did Bruce get? <laughs> how did Bruce get irradiated with gamma rays? Yeah. Like, yeah. It doesn't. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> either way, I still really liked it. What would you give episode eight? I gave this one for four and a half. Okay. I gave this one a four and a quarter. I thought yet another really fun episode. And I really liked the, like the Steve Rogers explanation as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. But you know, that that reminds me of another Star Trek thing. So there's another great episode of next generation where they meet a, an enterprise from the past that uh-huh. uh, screws up their timeline and they have to send the enterprise back from whence it came. Um, the old one back from whence it came to sort of uh, fix the timeline. But in doing so it was putting this old ship back in uh, the face of certain doom. Cause they were supposed to die or whatever in that battle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wonder if the same thing happens here with Peggy fixing things and the forerunner Steve Rogers to just get sent right back to the battle with Thanos to get like yep. the crap kicked out of him. That sucks. <laughs> that sucks. Can you like be like? Could you like place me like way before that, or maybe like yeah, way yeah, after yeah. it, or something? Like Ten like, years before or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like don't. Please don't like. Please don't put me right back there in front of a fist coming at my head. <laughs> please. Um, but still, I really like the uh, I really like the idea behind this, and it was a fun episode, and it sort of set the stage uh, with 
Strange Supreme appearing at the end for episode nine, the finale of season two. What if Strange Supreme intervened? And this episode actually started with um, sort of a look back at. I don't know if this is, did this start with a look back at both Peggy and Strange? I know it start. I know it did like a kind of like a Strange catch up of like a little bit. Here's what happened bit. to him. Uh, mm-hmm. I like that they did a reminder of that. Uh, I thought that was good, but and it was important because it ties into this episode. So Strange Supreme takes Captain Carter to his sanctum infinitum, where mm-hmm. he reveals that he has been capturing universe killers to atone for his sins and asks for help in capturing an escaped variant who fled to a universe where Hydra used the Tesseract to destroy the world. Peggy agrees and encounters Kahori, who reveals that Strange has been capturing variants to feed the Forge, a contraption he built to resurrect his lost universe. You see, he is still obsessed with res- uh, resurrecting yeah, he needs, Christine. He needs to chill. He needs yep. to chill. <laughs> As Strange attempts to kill Kahori, Carter frees his captives, allowing her and Kahori to escape. Amidst the chaos, the pair encounter Black Panther Killmonger, who Kahori separates from his armor, allowing Carter to use uh, his Infinity Stones. While the pair battle Strange at the Forge, the, uh, the variants lend their weapons to the two women while Kahuri sends them home. Strange is taken over by his demonic self, though Carter separates them. As the forge collapses, Strange sacrifices himself and his counterpart to it. The Watcher returns Kahuri to her home and brings Carter to Strange's restored universe, revealing that he succeeded in resurrecting Christine Palmer, though he can never be reborn into it. Carter asks the Watcher to show her the multiverse before taking her home. Uh, Aurora, what did you think of the finale? I think this is how you do a finale, right? I think so, yeah. <laughs> it's It tied in the best episodes of the season and the best episode of season one. Mm-hmm. I thought it was amazing. And uh, I really liked the whole chaos of all the villains being released and all that fight happening. And you see, like, I, I kept like going back to see if I spotted more villains. Mm-hmm. Um, it was super cool. I don't know. Have you seen The Cabin in the Woods? Yes, I that love movie? that movie. You know, at the end, I mean, spoilers for The Cabin in the Woods. If you haven't seen it. Yeah, it's an old movie. But if you haven't it's seen it, movie. spoilers. Spoilers. Um, at the end, all the monsters are released. Yes. And he reminded me of that of that scene in that movie this episode. That's a like, great callback. Right? Like mm. it's, it's just chaos of all the, the bad guys. Yes. Um, but to me, like the other than the fact that Kaori was there, it was so cool that they brought her back for the fi- finale and she was helping Peggy. But I thought it was super cool that all this people kept throwing the weapons at them so they could use them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. This uh, this episode was amazing. Yeah, I really this, liked it. This was a big, crazy finale. I I wasn't sure where this was headed. Mm-hmm. Um, 
at first I thought like, okay, we're we gonna get like, and we did end up with like another big threat. But I I thought you know okay, Strange has been redeemed or whatever at this point. But as soon as he revealed as uh, Kahuri is one of the like gotta catch this person, I was like, hold up a second, like yeah. she's not like she's the furthest thing from a villain in this, mm-hmm. and like she's not trying to end universes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then when they did this reveal, I was like, okay, I get it. And and, and I don't know if it happened to you, but before uh, we know it's her, mm-hmm. Peggy is going to find whoever it is. And she's like, how would I know it's her? And Strange says, oh, you'll know. Yeah. And I was like, is it another Peggy? Right. That's what I thought. Uh, I did not expect expect this at all. No, me either. Yeah. Uh, but I did like it, and I thought, okay, this is. I mean, it's kind of a. It's well, it's not kind of. It's definitely a sad ending because that episode with Strange, where he was trying over and over and over again to save the person he loved, to the point that it was destroying him and destroying his universe. But he just couldn't let go of how much he loved that person. Mm-hmm. Thinking that there was like a redemption for all of the bad that he had done was nice. And I like that. But I also get while he sort of feels a sense of redemption for the horrible that he's done. Like he tried to undo some of that bad by doing the Guardians of the Multiverse thing. Mm-hmm. There is still that underlying heartbreak and sometimes you just can't let go of those things. Sometimes they Mm -hmm. just don't Mm -hmm. go away and you have to either learn to live with them or you can't learn to live with them. And he couldn't learn to live with it and he had to find a way to fix it. And ultimately he did, but in like the most tragic and Shakespearean of ways, you know, he ends up succeeding, but he dies. He'll never get to experience his success. He'll never get right. to see the thing that he wanted to make happen. It happened, but he never gets to enjoy it in any way, which yeah. is sad and poetic. And that's, I think that's probably why I liked it so much. It was yeah. a really good and strong ending to the season and i um oh go ahead i'll let you do your all though i i agree with what you said okay but a part of me was also like did he die did he really die i mean i don't well i mean i don't know because i don't really know what the forge (laughs) is and how it works and what it does i was like "Mm -hmm." the watcher seemed pretty convinced but he did he he does see he does see a lot of things i guess um (laughs) I do, uh, and oh, also, I really loved the final shot of mm-hmm. this season is the Watcher and Peggy uh, as they zoom out and you see, I guess, like Loki's Idrisil, the, the yeah, tree yeah. of the multiverse yeah. that Loki made. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool that they tied that together yeah. from Loki. Yeah. I thought that was, that was cool. I thought that was awesome. And uh, I think, I don't think this is a hot take. Maybe it is, but I feel like this was much better than season one. Uh, oh, yeah. 
There yeah. was some good episodes in season one, but mostly some of them just kind of felt like filler, I guess. I thought this yeah. was an excellent season of the show. I didn't I didn't feel this way until these three episodes. Yeah. I mean, I, I was kind these of... These three episodes changed my mind about this season. I, I think that the three, this last three episodes were just spectacular. Okay. They were so good. So I, I've been feeling it... Um, I mean, I didn't dislike any of the episodes this season at all, but mm-hmm. I've sort of been feeling it since episode five, the, uh, mm-hmm. the Captain Carter, um, with like Steve and the Hydra Stomper thing. Right, right. Um, mm-hmm. I think it started there for me and the episodes only got better, uh, or, you know, met the same standard of, of quality. I thought th- like just this last batch of episodes were really good uh and it has me hoping for a a third season i don't know if oh, there 100%. is going to be one but uh i would like for there to be mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. i presume that there probably will be i think i mean they did introduce a new hero they um, did i would love to see her more so i hope they have another season coming uh, me too. Or maybe uh, a, 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 an exclusive show for this hero. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, let me see here. Uh, I guess they have confirmed that they are going to do a third season. Okay. So, it sounds like it's going to be, it sounds like they're going to do a third season. So, that's good. But anyway, uh, what would you give the finale of season two? Oh, a five. Yeah, I gave this a five. Uh, yeah. This is probably the best episode of What If. Mm-hmm. I think I had so much fun with this. Uh, what a way to end the year, too, because this was yeah. the day before New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Uh, even so, that would have been a fun way to celebrate it had I watched it then. <laughs> but I didn't. I watched it very recently for the purposes mm-hmm. of this podcast. Um, okay, so uh, that's a wrap on... Uh, on what if, but we're, we get to turn right around and do more Marvel stuff because we're we're not we're not done yet. The way that they've been releasing these shows, because uh, shortly after this, uh, this episode aired originally on December thirtieth, uh, twenty twenty three, and Echo started on January 9th and they released mm-hmm. all of the episodes at once. So I think Aurora, you and I are going to do two at a time. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. For like three episodes, we're going to do one and two, three and four, and then end on episode five because it is a mini series. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's what we're going to do next. But in the meantime, everybody, while you were waiting, uh, you can play catch up. Head on over to cinemageekly.com to check out the archives of the show. Of course, this is a listener supported podcast and you can help us out there if you'd like. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cinemageekly. We have our merch store geeklymerch.com and the links for those can be found in the show notes for this episode and of course you can also find us on uh, Apple Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and Audible just search for Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D. hit subscribe and that way you can join us when we reconvene to talk about episodes 1 and 2 of Echo episode 1 Chaffa and episode 2 Loak Loak